Motoring and motorsport art has been around for as long as there have been cars. From the stylized and now highly sought-after Art Deco Monaco Grand Prix posters of the 1930s by artists such as Robert Falcucci and Georges Hamel, through to illustrators of the 60s such as Michael Turner and Michel Belligand. Well-known artists today include Tim Lazel and Charles Avalon with their modern interpretations of the classic posters and Dan Gwinnett with his large-scale pieces of famous cars and drivers. Ian Cook, a.k.a. Pop Bang Colour, paints using radio-controlled cars. And there are Ella Frere's striking pieces of famous marks realised in flame-polished acrylic. If there's one artist who has developed his own unique style, it's Jeremy Dickinson. His photorealistic paintings of toy cars arranged in various, sometimes playful, setups are instantly recognisable. Cars, lorries and buses are stacked up by colour, manufacturer, country and all points in between. Born in Halifax, Jeremy studied at York College of Art and then Goldsmiths College in London. And having built up a collection of toy cars since childhood, he started to paint them warts and all. It doesn't matter if the paint is chipped, the metal rusty or that wheels are missing. Evidence, of course, that the toys have been well played with, as all toys should be. These details add even more realism to his subject matter. He now has a collection running into the thousands, with many kept beautifully arranged and ordered in drawers in his London studio. He's exhibited across the world with solo exhibitions in the US, Japan, Korea, Uruguay and Denmark. And as well as his own compositions, he undertakes private commissions from car collectors and enthusiasts. His art is featured on poster prints and also greetings cards issued by the Royal Academy, and he illustrated the official book on the Aston Martin DB3S in '95. Jeremy also paints incredibly lifelike pictures of buses and trains from all corners of the globe and creates outdoor sculptures from scrap metal, railings and even containers. His work rekindles my memories of playing with toy cars as a boy and judging by his success for many others too. And with his subject matter as varied as it is and his love of travel, I was interested to know where he'd be driving his full-sized real-life car on his ultimate road trip. Here now in Jeremy's studio in London, and I'm uh, surrounded by some fabulous artwork. His, well, the classic stack uh, pictures that uh, are well documented, and uh, to the new pictures encompassing buses and coaches and public service vehicles from around the world. And as I said in my piece in the opening just uh, just then, uh, there's also the drawers full of uh, cars, his to- the toy cars that Jeremy has collected over the years, and perhaps. Those cars provide a bit of inspiration for an ultimate road trip. Lots of classics in there. So, Jeremy, the ultimate road trip, what would be the car you would choose? The make, the model and the colour? Well, it has to be um, a full-size version, really, of one of my favourite toys. It's got to be. And um, it's very difficult to pick one, but when I thought of what my destination would be, I've decided it's going to be the um, Corvette Stingray but the 1963 version, so that's the second, the second model, the second design. I think yeah. there are nine altogether, in, including the latest, but it's, it was my favourite toy as a child. I had the stock car version, yeah. the yellow stock car version, um, and it's featured in many of my paintings. It's one of my favourite toy cars to, to use in the work. So I think one of those. Um, colour, if you had to pick a colour? Well, probably not the stock car version, but I do also have a metallic crimson red. Um, version. This is a Corgi toy. So if I, if there is a full size one of like that, I'll use that. If not, maybe a black one would do. Would do fine. Nicely restored. Yeah. 
So it's your memory of the car, the reason choosing that car, it's the memory. Have you driven Corvettes of uh, mo the modern Corvettes? Never, never driven one at all. Um, but um, just as a design, I, th I think it's a really beautiful design. Um, I think you know many of the Corvettes subsequently are a bit muscly, whereas this has some really nice subtle lines to it. Yeah. And um, you know, whenever I've seen, occasionally I see them in London, and, and I'm like, wow, that is amazing looking. So that's the car I'd I'd pick. Destination now. So where would we be going on your ultimate road trip? Well, again, it, this I decided to choose something that's tried and tested, yeah. um, and it's a location that I've been visiting for the past 25 years. Um, both just to do art, to do my artwork, but also just as a, a holiday uh, de uh, destination. And it's the Mojave Desert in California. And the drive would be starting out Venice Beach in Los Angeles and heading out east to a cabin that um, I, I often go to um, just outside Joshua Tree. It's about three hours drive. Right. Um, in the drive, so let's say we'd start off have breakfast on on the border, walking Venice Beach, getting yeah. the getting the Corvette, yeah. and we drive. We'd have some urban freeway driving, some interstate driving, some desert Route 66 two lane driving, and then we'd we'd head onto the dirt tracks to 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 go up to the cabin in the um, desert mountains. Because you're obviously you're well travelled um, with your exhibitions across the world, um, so to get that destination must be quite tricky. But short, but perfectly formed three-hour drive, but uh, encompassing lots of different landscapes yeah. and yeah. roads, yeah. as you've just said. At the end of the journey, it, the, the Corvette might have a few, few problems off-road, so maybe as an emergency reserve, there could be a early post-war jeep <laughs> sitting there to to, to jump into. <laughs> And now your companion, who would you take with you? Um, well, last year I took my two boys for the first time and they really got the desert thing, the whole American desert experience. And so there's so much to see out there that I think I would be happy to take them again. Um, I was going to say I'd take my wife, but she she's from Argentina and so she says the deserts in Argentina is just as good as the California desert. So she... <laughs> So I think I'll just restrict this to my, my two sons. Um, Do they have an interest in cars that you had when you were a boy, when you started uh, collecting this amazing collection in, in the drawers just behind me? No, not as much. In fact, I've got all their toy cars in the studio now. <laughs> they, they lost interest. The, the you know, computer games took over. And so I, when these toy cars of theirs were just sitting unplayed with, I just thought, well, they're more use in the studio. Absolutely. So they're all here now. They're interested. Yeah. Um, and my eldest son is just about to learn to drive. Right. So, um, you know, maybe he'll become a little bit more interested in cars and car culture again. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the final question. A song, you, one of your favourite songs, something that's relevant for the Mojave Desert, yeah. or the soundtrack or the track you would choose? Well, again, when I first started to, to go out there 25 years ago to this area, um, I used to get rental cars and... Um, buy cassette tapes from you know Tower Records there or, and just listen to them over and over again and the, the, the one I'd take would be um, Robert Plant, Fate of Nations which was about 1993 it's one of the first cassette tapes I listened to on my desert drives and um, probably pick a track the track would be 29 Palms 
because it refers to a town that's actually quite near where we uh, where I visit. So perfect then for the for the trip. So that would be that would be that that, that would be the whole package of car of destination and music. Jerry Dickinson, that sounds a fabulous trip. Thanks so much for joining me this afternoon for your ultimate road trip. Thank you, pleasure. She did.